Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and Debuckles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, John. Hello, I'm playing Eludidas, Elvin Monk, who's going to be a real southern this time around, so long as he's into payday. <laughs> you cross the borders, and that's when the accent gets in, so it doesn't yep. matter who you're talking to, it's a border thing. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the human rogue. And Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the dragonborn eldritch knight slash wizard. And Shane. I'm Shane playing Alexander the Human Bard. All right, so the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, um, you are getting ready to head out of the town of Lullen after defeating the Lullen Lions. Um, you met up with the leader of the town in the bar, and he gave you some advice, and you exchanged some stories. The next morning, um, you got a writ from Cullen saying that uh, you had his blessing to go up to the Faygate. From there, you started to head out of town where you were accosted by one drunk, Tom Crady. He tried to attack you, hit you with a wineskin, came after Talia, and immediately place planted into the ground, passing out. You headed out on... Oh, and one thing uh, we forgot to talk about, the demon in the dagger has made its uh, displeasure with uh, Alexander known. Um, so he's not feeling too good right now. You left out of town and headed on the road to Fadel. Uh, after a few days, you are making camp. Um, you're settling down. You've built a fire. Um, the sun's beginning to set. When I believe it was Alexander heard some rustling over in the bushes. You look over and you see these yellow eyes poking out. Everybody else give me a perception check. Three. Twenty-three. Alexander... You've already seen this. Alunidas, you see Alexander looking at something, and then you look off into this tree line, and what you see is this tall, like taller than tall elf, very furry. It has these golden dog-like eyes. It notices that you see it now, and it starts coming out of this tree line, and everybody can see it now. And it looks like a, uh, a very furry elf who's going to growl at you and say, Run! Run! It falls to the ground on its hands and knees, and you see its body start to distort. And it yells at you again, Run! Run! And it gets bigger and furrier. And you can see now that its mouth is extended and these uh, fangs start coming out of its mouth 
uh, like it's growing fangs and more fur and it's transforming in front of your eyes until you see a really large wolf and it looks up and I am going to need everybody to roll initiative so this is Hannah's wolf elf wolf what? remember you were talking about wolf elves I remember talking about displacer beast I don't remember wolf elves but can I tame it? (laughs) can it be a pet? (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) I'm going to take that as a no during the day train dog during the night if it doesn't kill you in your sleep you wouldn't do that it's a nice boyfriend well you hear this this thing say run and Talia you are going to turn around and you instinctively pull out your knives you look over and you see this uh, hairy elf transform into um, what you think is a, a werewolf from the, the um, bedtime tales that you've heard um, I am going to consider running, but instead move. Hold on, I just have to make sure. I'm going to move up here so that I'm within range to throw my daggers at him. Okay. And I'm going to throw my daggers at him. I'm going to guess a 10 doesn't hit. Uh, no. Or a 12. Uh, no. So you run up past this uh, the campfire in your camp. It's probably the light from the campfire has blinded you or messed with your night vision a little bit. So you run up and throw both of those daggers and they just tip in the ground in front of this uh, werewolf and it looks up at you and snarls. Uh, next up is Juliet. All right. right. Uh, Juliet moves up in front of Talia and uh, casts a magic missile at this thing for 14 damage. Nice. Almost max rate. Nice. So these uh, magic missiles spring from your hands and slam into the face face and shoulders of this uh, wolf elf. And that's it for Juliet. Wealth. (laughs) Uh, How do we know it's not just an elf that trans... Well, a werewolf that transforms into an elf periodically. A werewolf. I think that checks out. It's a werewolf. You can't judge by, by appearances, you know. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, uh, did anybody ever see that episode of the uh, X-Files where there was this lizard man that was uh, bitten by a human and became a were-human? I don't remember that one, but X-Files was pretty interesting. I saw an episode of the X-Files once, and I I've watched the movie. I've seen five minutes of one before. So out of the zeitgeist. Anyway, so this uh, wolf elf is going to... Uh, snarl after it gets hit by uh, Juliet and it starts uh, growling something that you can't understand and it's going to charge you and it is going to take two swipes with its claws that is a 26 and a 23 both hit uh, for a total of 17 damage sure next up is Alunidas Alunidas is going to click his heels together Okay, Illuminidas is having trouble clicking on his character. Oh, because I changed the thing. There we go. Alright, now I'm going to run up to the guy, and I'm going to smack him a lot with the quarterstaff. I'm going to remember to face my mic as well, hopefully. And... 21. That hits. 
Now I'm going to just run up behind him because I remembered about flanking. Okay, so that was 8 damage. And... 20. Or 20. Uh, that hits as well. For 10 more damage. Now then, final attack. 20. 7 more damage. And now, Flurry of Blows. Uh, 25 for 8 more damage. And 14. That'll probably miss. Uh, that um... Okay, so, what we're looking at for his Flurry of Blows, I'm going to take away his ability to uh, do reactions. No save. Okay. So, no reactions until the end of my next turn. Uh, is that, um, if he doesn't get a save against that, it just happens? Yep. Okay. Uh, Alexander. It is my time to shine. I will uh, bardically inspire Juliet. And then I will attempt to shoot the the were elf with a short bow. Twenty five to hit. Uh, that hits. Seven damage. All right. And that concludes my turn. Um, that also gives you what did we uh, decide that would be three temporary hit points? Oh yeah, you're right. Thank you. I'm going to put a little inspiration heart tag on Juliet so she remembers that she's inspired. Aww. Uh, next up is Nifron. Uh Nifron is going to pull out his rapier and sigh and run up to the side of this werewolf. Uh, well, it's a uh, 16, a 16, and a 21. So the 21 hits. All right, next up is Talia. So I want to activate my rapier. Okay. Um... This is the first time I'm doing it, so I'm not entirely sure uh, how that works. Do I have to move up here and then activate it, or can I activate it and then move it, or uh, move on its own? Yeah, so you activate it as a bonus action. Okay, so I'm going to activate it as a bonus action and then have it move there and attack. Okay, so this will work off of your stats. So, like, roll a normal attack. She just did. Yep. 25. Uh, that hits. At, at least I assume it gets flanking with knife on. Uh, actually, it's not considered a creature, so it doesn't get flanking. Oh. Well, damn. 19? Uh, that hits. Cool. Can I do a sneak attack with it? Uh, that is more a function of, like, your skill and not an animated weapon's. Okay. See, this is why this is why I'm asking. Um, okay, so I've used my bonus action to activate it. Uh, do I still have an action of my own? Yes, you do. All right, then I will also throw a dagger at it. At the well, not the creature. Uh, Fifteen. Uh, that's gonna miss. Of course it does, and then I'll pass. Okay, so you did nine damage with this rapier. All right, next up. And then. Here. Oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. From here on out. Um, does the rape does the rapier use any of my actions? Uh, how does that work? Uh, it works as a bonus action. Okay, cool. All right. Um, sort of like think of it as like a spiritual hammer, but it's a rapier. That's less useful than you think it is, but I, I, will, <laughs> I will trust it. All right. Can uh, she get attacks of opportunity with it? Uh, it doesn't get reactions. It's not a oh. creature. But she gets reactions. Right, but it would, like, if... 
If she was trying to get an attack of opportunity, the rapier would not get an attack of opportunity because it's not a creature. Okay. Um, I thought it was a fully independent animated thing. That is not as awesome as I was. Uh, but that's probably because we're not like level 15. <laughs> uh, next up is Juliet. All right, Juliet takes a swing at it with her adamantine glaive. Or I guess, no, the plus one glaive now. Uh, that is a 13. That is uh, going you have, to miss. You have, no, you have my you I, have I am saved. Oh, I have bandage. What? You also have inspiration. Or it's if you miss, it's your fault. Hey, man, I'm saving that for a rainy day. It's an 18 hit. Uh, yes, it hits. Okay. That will deal. Six damage. God damn, adding this 3D dice thing makes damage rolls take forever. Uh, <laughs> and Juliet's going to use an action surge and do the exact same thing again. 22 right. to hit. That'll hit. And that'll be for 14 slashing damage. And that will end Juliet's turn. Alright, next up is the Wolf Elf. Well. Wolf. Uh, hold on a second. I need to add something in here. Is it taming stats? <laughs> no, a token action. Oh, sad to Alright, so... Everybody give me a perception check. 17. 15. Alright, so... Alinidas and Juliet, you're gonna notice that You've been hitting this thing pretty hard, and it doesn't seem like it's doing a terrible or doing as much damage as you think it would do. And when the werewolf gets back to its turn, you are going to start seeing some of these wounds um, that you've inflicted on it. Uh, especially you, Juliet, you slice like a big slice down its chest, and you're going to see those wounds start closing up. Plus one isn't enough. Our, our, our weapons aren't magic enough. We're silver enough. What, what, what do we need for wealths? I don't know. You'd probably need to make a knowledge check for that. Uh, give me a... You could either give me a history check or a nature check. Oh, great fail on nature. <laughs> Talia and I got 15s, if that is enough. Oh, look at that. Alexander with 16. So everybody who got 15 and above... You've heard enough stories about werewolves to know that they have some vulnerabilities because they're so popular in, in stories and fiction. But a lot of what you've heard has probably been fiction. You don't know if it's rumors or not. But you know they heal very fast. And you also know that they are vulnerable to silver, supposedly. What a coincidence. My longsword just happens to be silver. And your tongue. Uh, does it that long sword? Uh, I can't remember the stats on it, but is it is it bonus damage against undead or lycanthropes? Correct. It's both. Uh, so it's plus one to damage, attack and damage hits, and then it's 1d4 radiant damage against undead and ly- lycanthropes. Nice. Give your sword to Juliet. Yeah, I'll just throw it at her. Or to her. I guess it clatters to the ground because I'm using my weapon with two hands. Thanks. Wait, uh, can you even throw that far? That's like a 20-foot throw. It's man. also not Alexander's turn. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was joking. All right. So, uh, Wolf Elf is going to... Wolf. Wolf is uh, going to attack Juliet. Uh, it is going to bite you once. No! 
Uh, that is a 17. Does that hit? That does not hit. <laughs> Thank the gods. So these lights be to TMA. Foaming, ravenous jaws like come out and like just clamp in the air right beside your face. It is also now going to uh, take a swipe at you with its claw. Uh, that's a 10. That's going to miss. And it's going to take another swipe. Ooh, that's a crit. Ouch. Could fail, right? Wait, 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 wait. Before, before you do that, I'm going to cast shield. <laughs> this does an extra AC, but that doesn't matter in a critical hit. What it does allow me to do Ooh. is, let me pull this up. I haven't used this yet because I keep forgetting to use it, but it lets me use Arcane Ward, which allows me to weave magic around myself for protection, essentially giving myself temporary HP. So I will block... Uh, uh, you got cut off. Can you say that again? Yes. Um, I am going to cast Shield, which doesn't do anything, doesn't prevent the hit, but it allows me to use Arcane Ward along with it, which basically gives me temporary HP that can also be recharged. Um, by casting abjuration spells. So I am just activating this right now while I can to get a shield of five damage. So continue on with your damage. I just want to make Actually, sure that that is out there. It's uh, twice your level. Twice, twice your level. Okay, so that's your intelligence level. Yeah, then it's actually eight. Okay, I will take that. Thank you for that cat. Yeah, but I was thinking you would say 12, but you're actually like third level. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're going to take 17 points of damage. Dang. And he rolled a four on the crit table. That is hamstring. Target is slowed to half movement until the end of the encounter. Deck save ends DC 10. All right, uh, next up's Lunados. All right. I don't have too many options when it comes to damaging werewolves, but I can beat the ever-loving crap out of it. When all you have is a stick, everything looks like things you can hit with a stick. So, let's hit it with a stick. <laughs> so that is a 25 for 8 damage. Uh, 18. I don't know if that hits. Uh, that hits. Okay, for eight, 6 more damage. Uh, 17. That hits. For 7 more damage. Now, Flurry of Blows. 14. Uh, that'll miss. And 23. Uh, that'll hit. Okay, and this time I am going to... I'm still just going to take away its reactions. Because that's really the best I can do with Glory Blows. Okay, anything else? Nope, that's it for Luno. Alright, Alexander, you're up. My time to shine. I will switch from uh, my shortbow to my longsword, run up to the lycanthrope, and then uh, slash... Oh, you're weak and pathetic. Three to hit. <laughs> that is a uh, crit fell. So roll me a d20. Nine. Oh, you're slowed now, too. Uh, you damage your foot <laughs> in the attack, and your movement is halved. Deck save ends DC 10. Can I do that at the start of my turn, right? Uh, the end of your turn. Next turn. Get this right to Julie Gitch. Okay. Better and than I, uh, I don't, can't really do anything else, so I'll pass. Can't you give inspirations to, I don't know, Nifron or Talia? I mean, I could. I mean, are, you, are they about to be deceased? No, I don't know. They could use it to make sure that they do all sorts of damage, right? I'm just saying, we'll need to hoard them. Whatever. Your call. Whatever. Do your thing. Pass. 
Alright, next up is Nifron. So he's going to attack twice with his rapier and once with his scythe. All three hit. Uh, that's uh, 10, 22, and 29 points of damage. Oh, I forgot to add in sneak attack. Sneak attack. So 32 points of damage. Alright, next up is Talia. So Talia's going to move up here so that she's flanking with Alexander. Yes? Yep. Uh, the rapier's going to attack. Now, is the rapier's attack a bonus action or a action? Uh, it's a bonus action. Okay. Uh, that's a 10. That's going to miss. Sad face. And then me attacking. Uh, 25 to hit. Uh, that hits. Add my sneak attack. And that's, oh, like 14 damage if my math is correct. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else? Um, I do have a quick question for you, and it's kind of silly and probably unnecessary, but um, I have a dagger with a silver hilt. If I can jam the hilt of that into one of his open wounds, will that keep it open? That would be more like a bludgeoning attack instead of like a stab attack, but um, uh, I'll say I'll let you do it, but since like yeah. you're trying to like get it in an existing wound, um, I'm going to give you disadvantage on the attack. Gotcha. Alright, Juliet. Okie dokie. Um, Julia is going to take a swing at this with her glaive again. It's a 23 to hit. Uh, that hits. It'll be four. I don't know. 13 damage. And as a bonus action, use second wind to heal up. Nine damage. And that's it for Julia. All right. Next up is uh, the werewolf. Uh, you're going to see those wounds start closing back up again. Boo. That's what makes him so dangerous. I am officially against werewolves. Uh, it is going to turn around and attack Lunados. Also boo. It is going to try to bite you. No! <laughs> is it 16 hit? It does not. And then it's going to take two swipes at you with its claws. Say 14 and a 14. Fuck. Miss, 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 miss. Alright, Alunidosh, you're up. I am unhappy with the thing that tried to kill me, trying to kill me. Oh, before we do that, uh, before we do that, Juliet, give me a deck save. Right. That is a 5. Uh, nope, you're still slow. Alright, Alunidosh. Okay. Uh, kill, kill, kill. Ooh, just a 10. Uh, that's gonna miss. 26. Uh, that'll hit. For 6 damage. And a crit! For 10 more damage. Nice. And a 4 on the table. Uh, that's slowed, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Cause that's Cause what that's everybody's what hit rolled when it hit Juliet. Yep, uh, target is slowed for half movement. Uh, deck save ends DC 10. Probably won't matter too much since we have it surrounded and none of us are going anywhere, but whatever. Alright, and finally for close. Another crit. Damn. Sixteen. Uh, is that the damage or the crit table? The uh, thirteen for the damage, sixteen on the crit table. <laughs> Alright, uh, that's what just happened. The target automatically loses concentration. This affects concentration spells or any effect the target is used or spell. Uh, so no, this only affects basically magic users. So, and a nineteen. 
Uh, that'll hit for last flare blows. All right, for eight more damage. And that is it for Luno's turn. Oh, it's going to lose its reactions again. No, just in case. Okay, Alexander, you're up. It's my time to shine. Let's try and slash him down. 11 to hit. Uh, nope, you have advantage. Oh, yeah, he does have advantage. 21 to hit. Uh, that hits. Four. Oh, sorry. That's um, that's going to be... Uh, what what's the seven? base dam? What's the base damage of the weapon, and then you'll add your radiant damage because there's right. I forgot to put the modifiers on the damage check. So the five is the straight up damage. Correct. So I have five, and then I get a plus one from because um, my magic. Actually, never mind. I don't because I have one. I'm an idiot. Uh, so I'll just add one d four. And that's the radiant damage, right? Correct. So it's eight. Five normal, three radiant? Correct. And I'm guessing the three radiant is what won't be here. So you cut into this uh, werewolf with that sword, and you think you got a pretty good lick on it, but the sword doesn't go in so far. But the radiant damage you see starts burning its skin, and as all the other wounds are closing up, you notice that this wound is not closing. Italian poison. And then I will do my deck save against the thing, ending my turn. 21 on my deck save. Uh, you are no longer slowed. Pass. Alright, next up is Nifron. Uh, he's going to do two daggers and his rapier, or his uh, two rapiers in his side. That is a 16, a 20, and a 24. Uh, so that's going to be 7 damage plus sneak attack is 15 plus. Seven halved. All right, next up is Talia. All right, uh, Rapier again is going to attack. 21. Uh, that hits. Um, and then I'm going to stab him with my dagger. That's a crit. Nice. Uh, so I'll roll my sneak attack first and I'll roll the crit table. Well, your sneak attack damage is double too. Really? Yeah, all dice you roll on an attack on a crit is double. The only thing that doesn't double is your um, bonus um, through your ability. So she has to roll three more d6. Uh, well, I mean, so she would... Uh, what? What is that eight plus four there as your piercing damage? The eight plus four would be the, I believe, the crit damage. So, yeah. so that would be 12. And then you would roll your sneak attack damage twice. So, All right, 12, so 12 plus 12 is 24 plus 7. Is 31. I can math, I swear. And then I rolled a 2 on the, the on the crit table. All right. Uh, that's compromised defense. Target takes negative 1 penalty to AC until the end of the attacker's next turn. Yeah. So, uh, I am in trouble. Yay! All right, uh, Juliet. All right, Juliet takes an attack with her glaive at it. See, 19 to hit. Uh, that hits. Be I don't know, seven to slash damage, and that's it, for Juliet. All right, next up is the werewolf. Well, well. Um, you notice that um, you're expecting like some of these wounds to start healing up, and they are not healing. <sighs> So now it is going to uh, attack Nifron. 
and it is going to take a bite. Oh, that hits. No! Uh, okay. Uh, he's got to roll a saving throw. Nifron will be so much harder to kill. The werewolf is going to take uh, two claw attacks. Uh, both of those miss. So he is going to take 14 damage. Yep. From the bite. As the, uh, you see this werewolf just spin and jump at Nifron and just bury its fangs into Nifron's shoulder and then rip some flesh away and then try to claw him twice, but it just uh, meets air as Nifron ducks out of the way. Wounded uh, you're up. Okay. Um, I am intrigued and excited that it's not healing, so I'm just going to bail on it some more. Oh, before you do that, it, it okay. gets to make a saving throw. Oh, right. About uh, slowed. Yeah, uh, passes that one. Mm. And doesn't get to make a save until the uh, uh, t- at the end of Talia's next turn. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, go for it, Alunidas. Okay, so first attack was 23 for six damage. Uh, okay. Uh, another crit. For nine more damage on the crit and... A three on the crit table. Uh, lucky shot. Target takes an extra 1d6 damage. So roll me a d6. One more damage. Okay. And third attack. Oh, just shy. Great. It's a 27 for 10 more damage. And I'm going to go ahead and flurry of blows. <laughs> Another crit. Damn. That's what happens when you roll uh, technically 10 times per turn. Five on the table. Uh, sweep the leg. Target falls prone. No effective target is already prone or immobilized. <laughs> so, um, and he's going to lose his reactions. And final flurry blows 20 for 6 more damage. Alright. Um, and that'll do it for Lunadas' turn. So, as this uh, werewolf pulls away with this chunk of uh, Nifron's shoulder out of it, you're going to see Alunidas come up beside it and just start wailing on its ribs. You see it limp away and fall down to the ground on all fours. Is looking around. You can see what appears to be kind of like this feral fear in its eyes as it starts looking around at all of you. Looks like it may be trying to find a way to get through you to escape. Uh, Alexander, you're up. It's my time to shine! As you approach with your blade, you're going to hear that whisper in the back of uh, your head of the demon. Use me. I will switch weapons to the dagger and then to attempt to stab him with the dagger. 24 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Five damage. So, <laughs> uh, what is it? You also have advantage. Roll to see if you get a crit. Yep, do that. Unless that killed it. Whoops, wrong thing. Yeah, the second to hit was seven. <laughs> I just wanted to see if there was another effect. Um, so what does it look like when you kill this uh, werewolf? Uh, as I plunge the dagger into him, uh, into his, like, side, uh, you start to see him, like, kind of crumple and then start to um, imagine, like, a, an exorcism, you know? His eyes go white, everything kind of funnels into the blade. 
and you hear like this like this gluttonous sigh of relief in the back of your head coming from this place. So that will take you out of combat. Hey, nobody got wolfed. 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 Not even our 12-year-old girl. So uh, as the werewolf falls to the ground lifeless, you are going to see it turn back into this elf in this tattered clothing. And you see scars all over his body. He looks kind of emaciated. And uh, like his fingernails and, and, and feet are like ragged and, and torn raw from like being out here in the woods running around barefooted. Barefooted. Lunados got jokes. Jokes at the wazoo. And he'll repeat them over and over again until people laugh. All right. So, um... After that, you're going to see uh, Nifron um, walk over here to the fire, and he's going to pull out a water skin and start cleaning the wound on his shoulder. Do we have to worry about you, Nifron? I honestly don't know. He bit me deep. Well, just let us know if we have to kill you. <laughs> Do you think you could be the one elf? Well, I also have my friends. So, probably, we've been doing a pretty good job of it so far. Keep thinking that. Okay. I don't suppose any of you have any spirits. Montalia is quite spirited. It's not what I meant. Oh, you mean strong drink. No. Or do we? Didn't one of you, at least, no. I think all of you took some kind of um, alcoholic beverage last time we were in uh, the Silver State. The Silver... Something I forget their name already. Estate. You took a gigantic bottles of wine, and did you guys? Did you all drink it all? Is that what happened? Ty is going to glare at, at Juliet <laughs> and dig into her bags and pull out one of the bottles of wine. Those aren't spirits, though. Nifron's going to look at it and say that's not strong enough. Oh, thank the gods! And she's going to tuck it back away. You do have fire. Would fire work? Uh, he winces at the thought, but uh, he's going to pick up a, uh, a stick out of the fire, and he's going to say, I'm going to look for some herbs for a poultice. And uh, you're going to see him uh, walk into the woods here, and he's going to be gone for probably... Call out if you run into any more whelps. What? What's a whelp? Is there any more werewolves? Oh, Elves. I get it. <laughs> and he chuckles like... Like, kind of like a lame chuckle, and then walks off into the woods. Okay, so, um, I've heard that werewolves, when they bite people, can turn other people into werewolves. So, how are we going to deal with this? Keep an eye on him, and if we see signs of werewolfism, we'll kill him too. It'll be slightly harder, because he won't help us, but... No, 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 it's going to be slightly harder, because he is far and above our... A level of competency. Have you seen him fight? Have you seen him cast spells? We don't stand a chance. Hey guys, I have an idea. What's that? Uh, so I can... I have the spell Speak with the Dead and we can talk to the uh, the dude that we just killed. Uh, try and get some uh, more information from him. Not a bad okay. plan. But we can only ask five questions. And, only, and he can only answer to what he wouldn't know. But do we want to learn from him? Well, I mean, at the very least, we could learn where these werewolves came from, and if there are more up ahead. 
That would yeah, be good. or if they're part of like a a whole city of wealths. Well, he looks kind of ragged. I don't think that he's part of a group, but it couldn't hurt to find out. Okay. Uh, so for the five questions, um, Are there is there maybe? a bigger group of werewolves around? Are you... Uh, like, what are the chances of catching lycanthropy, I guess? Or like, how does that work, I guess? Mm. So, like, are there more of you? If he says so, ask if he knows that how many. Uh, how uh, how did he catch lycanthropy? He had to get it from somewhere. Right, right. Well, how? ask him how he got caught it. Can we ask an open-ended question? Like, how can we avoid more werewolves? Wolves? Yeah, we should. Uh, but just heads up, the answers are usually brief, cryptic, or repetitive. Mm, so and uh, the corpse has no compulsion to answer us truthfully. Mm. No, I'll leave it up to you guys. Well, it clearly seemed that he didn't want to be a werewolf, so I figure if we talk to him about getting rid of werewolves or anything, he'll probably co-op. He might, yeah. Okay. So. All right, so what are you doing? I will cast Speak with the Dead on the dude. Okay. So you cast this spell. You see the, the corpse of this elf, and you're going to see it open its eyes, and they're already started to glaze over. And you get the Is feeling. Is it like the soul of the dead guy answering? Because if so, it's in the dagger. Oopsie. Uh, you grant the semblance of life and intelligence to a corpse of your choice within the range, allowing it to answer the questions you pose. The corpse will still have a mouth and can't be undead. Uh, the spell fails if the corpse of the target. Uh, the spell days, or more than ten days. Uh, it doesn't say that it's using the soul as a as a uh, medium. Okay then, just clever me. All right. I am not even going to try to begin to wrap my head around the philosophy and metaphysics necessary to <laughs> figure out this fucking spell. That's up to Kevin. Are you asking a question, Alexander? Yes. Uh, I will ask, are there more werewolves in the area? Yes. How many? I do not know. Are they organized in a group? I do not know. How did you catch lycanthropy? I was attacked in these woods by one like me. I will eye around to see if anybody else has any questions. What when were you attacked? <laughs> Go with her question. About two years ago. And with that, the last of the breath escapes from this the corpse of this elf, and the eyes close, and the corpse falls still. Okay, so he was attacked two years ago. Yeah, hopefully we don't run into too many more wolves that transform into elves in their off time. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it could have been, you know, just luck of the draw there could be a lot of them out there there could be just like one or two more out there we'll find out if we run into any more meantime i'm gonna get some sleep oh, meditation 
you guys, I guess, uh, are you just leaving the body out here in your camp? Yeah, I mean, we'll shove it to the side. Okay. So uh, you settle down around the uh, fire. I guess you're cooking your meals, whatever, and uh, Nifron comes back. He has, like, this whole handful of, like, these blue, purplish flowers. He's going to settle up to the, uh, the fire, and he's going to take out a knife and start chopping them up and putting them in this uh, cup with some uh, water and sticks it over the fire for it to boil. Talia's going to cut the head off of this guy. Is he still a wolf or is he, hu- is he an elf now? He's an elf. Ah, oh, sad face. Well, she's still going to cut off the head and drag it over here to the cooking fire. Okay. Roses so. are red, violets are blue. Knife on his head is a knife bit. You go over and sit by the fire, and um, as Nifron's waiting for this concoction that he's brewing up to boil, he looks at, up at you and sees the head and says, Making soup go? Something like that. He's going to laugh. Uh, she's also going to take the the other heads that she has collected and kind of try to figure out how to make them just skulls. So, like find a big stock pot that's dented or something you know just find a big stock pot because she doesn't care about she just assumes they can buy another one i guess um and <laughs> you know fill it with water and see if she can boil off the the flesh you know super creepy stuff because she's she's starting to get do you have a large stock pot a little has been cooking would. Yeah, that's my vegetable soup. He's ruined it. There's meat in there now. I would think you're not upset that it's human meat. It's that it's meat. I I would figure it would be more like a Dutch oven or something that you would have since you're not cooking for an army. No, he just boils up vegetable stew. Okay. I mean, he could be a fancy cook, but... And and now that we have silverware, you know, he's motivated to do that. You know, like literal silverware. (laughs) All right, so um, Talia, you're making head soup. Essentially, yeah. Okay. And cheese. So um, after boiling uh, these heads, I guess one at a time, because you wouldn't be able to get all of them in. Um, it takes you a few hours, uh, but you're able to boil the flesh and meat off of them. Um, knife on. Yay. Nifron has created a uh, poultice out of this uh, flower that he found, and it has put it on his shoulder and has wrapped it up with a cloth. Are, are you are you feeling wolfy? No, it's wolf's bane. Tell say it helps prevent the curse. Okay. Well, just let us know. And let you know what? If you, if you feel wolfy. <laughs> I think you'll know. Okay, a little warning would be nice. I'll do what I can. Thank you. Uh, anybody else doing anything for the night? Uh, while her heads are boiling, can she also work with Abbott on training? Be distracted sure. by the smell. Um, I will work on uh, down, as in to lay down. Okay. Give me animal handling check. 16? Uh, yeah, he gets it. After about Sweet. an hour. Give him some, uh, some, uh, head suit from the pot. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Do I have time for another one while the heads are boiling? Um, sure. Alright, so I'm just going over what he has. Uh, I want to teach him speak now. Okay. Oh, that's a six. Yeah, he doesn't get this one so much. I should have taught him that first instead of quiet. I don't know. I think quiet's probably more useful than speak. Mm-hmm. But much more useful, yeah. Speak's just showing off. He's a very modest dog. Alright, so is anyone doing anything else, uh, Juliet? Juliet is taking time to tend to her wounds and rest. Alright. So everybody settles down for the night. You wake up the next morning and um, you eat breakfast and get ready to hit the road. Yep. I think Nifron's the only one who took damage that time. I took a lot of damage. Oh, that's right. You got clawed. You got bit. All right, so you pack up for the day, and uh, you start traveling, and we'll say that you're able to make it about right here, or over here for the day, because you're headed straight for Fadel, right? Yep. yep. All right. Actually, before we, um, there, there was, we could ask the, the thing. We have our little mini oracle that we could, should consult, you know, before we go down for the night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, we have a question. We should ask it about the boots. I remember we asked it about the boots before. I don't remember what we asked it. It said it couldn't answer, I think. I think it was, were the boots still there kind of deal? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Let's just go with, let's just go with, um, are the, let's see, that they're, they are the boots of Faydale? Is that what they're called? Uh, that's not what we're asking yet. Um, but uh, uh, if that's what they're called, are the boots in Fadale? So that's uh, what you're asking. Mm-hmm. So you hold the statue and you ask that question, and the black and gray and purplish cloud starts spinning inside the orb again, and then the words appear out of these clouds that say, "It is beyond my sight." What good is a magical, all-knowing oracle if it doesn't all know? All right. Well, I guess that will go ahead with the, the, the day. All right. You are traveling straight to Fadel, and um, you're starting to see these woods thin out a little bit, and you're starting to hear this rushing water coming from what sounds like a river. And then uh, everybody give me a perception check. Thirteen. Sixteen. Mm, 11, but it could have been a 20. <laughs> Let me see what Nifron's got. All right, Nifron got a 17. Juliet and Nifron, the rest of you are going to see them slow down, and Nifron's going to stop his horse, and you see him, like, straining to hear something. Juliet, you hear it too, and it sounds like the, the sounds of battle up ahead. You can hear some screaming, some terrible spells going off, and the uh, the clatter of swords. Oh, uh, I, I remember there was something about some kind of civil war going on. I guess maybe that's still going on. What are you talking about? 
uh, out in the distance, you hear that that little kind of hum, and then the occasional like crack. That's not trees; those are like lightning bolts and arrows and screams and stuff. As he says that, you're going to kind of feel the ground shake a little bit, like a truck going by on the street. What's a truck? <laughs> Real world. It's a it's a horse on wheels. <laughs> you estimate that this is probably maybe half mile away to the uh, northwest. Maybe we should go around. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, but which way do we go? We don't want to run into one army camp or the other, do we? No. Um, if we go north, we'll be heading more toward the Gate. So maybe we should try to go west around it till we hit the river. Well, if you head north, you are going to be heading basically to where you're hearing these sounds. If you go northwest, you're headed more towards the coast. And if you head uh, northeast, you're heading towards what you think is the fake aid. So northeast sounds like a better option. Well, the fake aid is what they're fighting over. We don't want to go toward the fake aid. That's where they're going to be guarding heaviest. Oh, but we got to get somewhere. Well, he said that uh, the battle is to the north. So let's go west and then north. Now, just hear me out for a minute. Um, the eight ball said it wasn't able to determine where the boots were. It's possible that it could have been brought into the Fey Gate because it, I think it touches somewhere in the Fey Wilds, wherever that is. So maybe the boots are actually there. Ooh, that is an excellent point. Talia, Alexander, any thoughts? Yeah, if we do that, we can go and knock out your coming-of-age ceremony, too. That is something <laughs> we actually oh did God. want to do, yes. Wait, you actually want to do that? No, that was that was a joke. <laughs> um, Lunas is joking. Are you feeling okay, Lunas? Did you get bit? <laughs> no. Um, just throwing this out there, if I was a player, uh, and if there's a battle up here, you might be able to find a survivor or two from either side to interrogate. Hmm. Not telling you to do that, I'm just saying. I mean, what are the odds that a random soldier is going to know where the boots are? Oh, I didn't say that they would know where the boots are. <laughs> but that's all we actually care about. Except maybe getting into the city to find out where the boots are. Well, I mean, the ran a random person on the street there's probably not going to know where the boots are either. You're probably going to have to kidnap or interrogate somebody pretty high up. Well, my concern here is just avoiding the battle unless other people want other things from a battle. Thoughts, concerns, people, folks? So it looks like Fadel it is. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. All right, so um, you're going to travel uh, the rest of that day moving to the northwest, keeping the sound of this battle uh, to your east. And after probably, I want to say towards nightfall, you're hearing the louder sounds of this river and you're more towards the, the coast. You're hearing the loudest sounds coming from your west, from this uh, the river to your west, um, but you're still kind of keeping to the tree line to stay out of sight. So you would probably make camp that night, 
and then uh, the next morning you would continue on north to where you're going to meet this uh, not quite a river but larger than most streams coming running from east to west and out into the larger river you don't know if you can get your cart across it and uh, there are some spots in this where you're seeing uh, some rapids where um, the water's flowing over these large rocks jutting out of the stream. Okay, it looks like we'll head west looking for a ford, guys. Probably the best idea. Um, I'm still, I'm still going to throw this out there. We could still get rid of the cart. But it, it has our stuff. It lets us carry, you know, dragon hides and skulls for some reason can't leave the mighty wind of change behind <laughs> mighty wind of destiny that brings change yeah <laughs> alright so are you looking for a place that's shallow enough to get the cart through yep Yep. okay give me if everybody's looking everybody give me a survival check 12 8 10 oh you guys are terrible Yep. Uh, Alexander, after probably about an hour and a half, you are going to find a place that isn't too rocky with rapids. The The water seems a little st uh, more still here. The depth here is probably about three and a half feet. Um, you estimate it would probably be coming up to the bottom of the cart. Um, but you don't think that the cart would float away if you try to go across it. So you think this is probably the best place to cross. Hey guys, look at this. This seems shallow enough. Okay. So that's going to be in this area right here where I'm pinging on the map. So is everybody moving uh, across? Yes. Alright, everybody give me a animal handling check. Um, one small problem. 13. Uh, Estelle is... Pony. Is a pony... She can swim. Yeah, right? ponies can swim. Okay. <laughs> She's not a cart pony. She's not tied to a cart. <laughs> Everybody, uh, except for uh, uh, Alunidos and um, Talia. Alunidos, you're going to have some uh, trouble with uh, your cart horse getting a little spooked. Uh, as crossing this river, it starts getting wild-eyed. It doesn't want to move once you get about halfway out there and you fill the cart. Um, there's like this wave that comes down um, from the east and you feel the cart pick up a little bit and move. After some coaxing, you're able to get uh, your horse across. Talia, you are gonna get it's your- okay, uh, You're gonna get your pony about halfway out in this and uh, it starts like losing its footing on the bottom as it starts to float and it starts freaking out. Give me a dexterity save. No, Estelle. Or not a save, a check. What's the difference between a save and a check? You can have bonuses to your uh, oh, saves yeah, versus your checks, depending on magical items and such. Um, so, Tin, you're going to lose your footing off this uh, the reins, and you're going to splash down into the water, but it's not so deep that it's uh, over your head, and you're able to... Uh, coax your pony over to the uh, other shore but you are wet and probably cold yeah this is very cold water not as cold as the water uh, 
from the uh, the river that you crossed from uh, Hill Plain over into Piern. Um, so now you're over on the other side of this uh, stream. Are you hey. continuing on to Fadel? Yeah. I think we, we should take a bit to dry our clothes off so we don't get hypothermia. That sounds reasonable. Yep. All right, so we'll say you take about an hour and you brush off your horses um, because they're cold too. Um, you've got a change of clothes and you build a small fire and dry out um, some of uh, your armor for those people who wear leather. And while we're doing that, let's talk about the story we're going to offer the high elves because they probably won't be as sympathetic to my made-up backstory as the wood elves were. We're going to need different stories, what I'm saying. Are we going to hear a different accent, too? Nah, oh, I think I'll stay with well, accent. I mean, I'm still a wood elf, and they'll, they'll, they'll want to hear what they expect to see, you know? This should be interesting. You ain't from around here, are you, boy? <laughs> no, I ain't. I guess it'd be more like, you aren't from around here, are you, boy? No, I ain't, mister. All right, so what's the plan? Are we just traders who worked our way through a dangerous forest in order to trade? Um, I guess. Honestly, I'm completely clueless. We got here. I did not have a plan at all. I, I am more than willing to go with anything you guys have to suggest. I, I, I got nothing. Acolytes of a Wunsermith thing, the law priest thing, to try and bring order to the region? Oh, those, right? acolytes of law? No, no, law. The, the law lady. Okay, I was... Arathis. Arathis. I was gonna say, Nifron's the only one who's gonna be on board with that. Uh, I doubt him would have been on board with that. Um, but yeah, acolytes of Arathis hoping to bring peace to the conflict, bring law back to the region. Not both. But how does that sound, anyway? Okay, yeah. We can go with that. I think that'll... That, that's our best shot. <laughs> Everybody else down with that? Yes? No? Maybe so? I mean... Do we have another option? I mean, we could go and still play around with the whole getting married thing, but... Uh, they won't You mean you guys aren't getting married? Uh, that was kind of questions that. Um... Nothing. You think I would ever marry him? Hey, what does that mean? Oh, wow, that was harsh. That is hurtful. And, and yes, <laughs> I was hoping that you would marry him because, you know, gotta keep up appearances. Talia needs some stability in her life. <laughs> plus, uh, I'm telling... Material. <laughs> plus telling people that my parents are not the human that is with us just entertains the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> the only one who could possibly be your kin. What's uh, Alexander? What's Alexander think about all this? I think it's fine. Uh, I'm just going along. Are, are you sure you're not going to kill anyone while we're in the city? Now that your dagger's been fed or whatever? Oh yeah. I will do my it? darndest. I will lift up my hand. Uh, you look at your hand, and it appears that the blackish-purplish veins have receded a bit. Do feel a little bit better. Um, you're going to take a uh, negative one to your constitution instead of the negative two. 
Still not great. So we'll 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 find someone for you to kill. Someone that they won't notice. Someone they won't miss. Just try. Maybe there's some more like anthropopes, like anthropopes, whatever around here. <laughs> like anthropopes, religious lycanthropes. I love it. <laughs> I yeah. thought you said lycanthropopes. <laughs> I don't folks, like lycanthropopes. Them folks got that lycanthropy. All right. So what's the plan? Juliet is a priest of Arathis, and the rest of us are uh, her guardians and cook. Whoosh! Dramatic clothes change into Arathis robes, which is really just kind of throwing them over me. Okay. At uh, this point, um, <laughs> with all the armor and your weapons, you'd probably be better off uh, saying you're a paladin. Hmm, good point. Uh, Too bad that armor. I guess there are some armored priests, though. Uh, Duggan was a priest of Arathis, and he had armor and a club. Yeah, but he got killed. By you. Because he was wearing armor. I don't know if he got killed because he was wearing armor. He got killed because the rest of his party betrayed him. The I don't know. I think I think correlation in, implies causation here. Um, he died because he had armor, and I, I've yet to see a warrior who hasn't died who also wears armor. This is flawless logic. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> Alright, so the plan is is you're posing as a priest of Arathis. Yes, and where the fuck is that? Oh, there we go. Ta-da! I have weapon bonded with my plus one glaive, which allows me to shunt it away into an interdimensional middle of nowhere and then summon it as a bonus action if I ever need it. So that is poofed away. I am currently carrying no weapons. Um, except my my sharp wit and my friends who have even sharper wits. I think you're going to need that glaive. Now I can always resummon as bonus action. I'll be fine. <laughs> you switch clothes, and I guess everybody is dried off and uh, get right. ready to hit the road again. Yep. After about an hour, you are going to find a road that is well worn. Um, you see that there's even cobblestones in places that have been placed here. So you think this is probably the main road to Fadel because you haven't seen anything else like it. You hit the road and you're going to travel for probably about another two hours. You are going to start seeing some large structures and buildings peering over these trees in the distance. Um, like actively peering? or Yes, just they're, like, they're just scowling at you through the trees. No, so the, the the roofs of these things are poking up over the trees as you get closer. So you're going to travel for about another 30 minutes or so, and you are going to reach the end of the woods. It spills out into this flat, grassy plain. You estimate there's probably about a half mile between the tree line here and these intricate stone-looking gates that surround Fadel. As you get closer, you are going to see what you thought was stone before. Looks like trees of this um, kind of like polished, uh, like light wood. But as you get even closer, you see that it is indeed stone, but um, there has been reliefs of all these vines and trees carved into it. The walls themselves are probably about 25 feet tall. 
um, surrounding Fadel. Now you see that you're probably about um, maybe a quarter mile from the gates here. And you are going to see a garrison of guards outside of this tall gate that almost reaches to the top of this 20 foot, 25 foot tall wall. There are some palisades that have been set up here along the road. And some of them are even in the road as you get closer um, to the gate. And there appears to also be some guard shacks out here. Um, You look around and you think there's probably at least about a dozen guards outside the wall here. Are you continuing to move up to the gate? Uh, let's take stock for a moment. These guards, how are they dressed? Are they high elves? Can we know that from this far? Give me a perception check. Sure. I five. Woohoo. Nine. Or twenty-six. Nine. Alexander? Sorry. Twenty-two. My loud noise was correlative to my score. <laughs> Alexander would see these people while he can't tell you know they're high elves it would only make sense since they're guarding the outside of this building and facing outward away from the city uh you would see that they are dressed in plate some are on horses with lances and most appear to be carrying spears that are long spears they're probably about 10 feet tall with these uh blue and silver banners flowing in the wind from the tops of these spikes. Okay, well, I guess it's safe to continue on then. Let's go up and uh, try and get through. This will be easy, I think. You start to approach the gates, and at this point you are probably about a tenth of a mile away, and you're getting a good look of everybody here now. There appears to be about four people on uh, horseback with uh, half plate with lances Uh, the rest are infantry that are behind these palisades with uh, spears and these uh, silver helmets that are glowing in the the sunlight here as you approach four people on horseback are going to what you think is come out and meet you but they appear to instead of be coming straight toward you to talk they are starting to flank around you. Well, we're already in pretty deep. Let's just keep going. Nas will sort of pull up on the reins to make the cart go slower. At about this point, you are maybe less than 50 yards from this gate, and you reach a palisade. The riders have flanked in behind you and are following you on the road. When you uh, hear this voice from one of the soldiers at the gate say, Halt in the name of the king! And I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it right there. Cool. Was that a Charleston accent? No, I was trying to emulate more like Thurston Howe Third. Oh. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling-sized favor give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? 
Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. After a long day in the fields or the mines, all you want to do is visit the tavern with your mates and relax. You need an L that won't fill you up or empty your purse. Ask your barkeep for a Conley Light. It's made by Master Dwarven Brewers with the finest ingredients from the Plains Nation. It's a refreshing, crisp L that will quench your thirst. And you can feel good about drinking tankard after tankard without that full feeling you get from other L's. So you can keep going all night. For better times at a better price, Conley Light. The music you heard on this episode was Dark Standoff, Unholy Night, Long Road Ahead, Action, Four Origins, and Mist by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.